Amen. Psalm 57 and verse number 7. Let's read it out loud together, this one verse, all right? My heart is fixed, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Just one verse, let's read it again. My heart is fixed, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. One more time for the Holy Spirit. My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Amen. The grass withereth, the flower will fade away, but the word of our God will stand forever. I just want to uh, tag this text. I want to talk about a fixed heart. Amen. A fixed heart. Amen. 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 You may be seated. A fixed. Somebody say it after me. A fixed heart. You see, the problem with mankind is that we have a sinful heart. We have a fallen nature which has the proclivity to do wrong rather than doing good. It's all around us. The evidence are all around us. When you look at socially, when you look at politically, when you look at racially, when you look at domestically, it is evidence that we have something wrong with our hearts. The heart of the problem is a problem with the heart. Let, let me say that again. Did y'all get that? Did y'all catch that? The heart of the problem is a problem with the heart. Jeremiah 17 and 9 says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can Know it. Samuel tells Saul in 1 Samuel 16, 7, 8, for man looketh on the outside appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 8, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And when I'm talking about heart, I'm not talking about this pump between our chests that pump blood to all of our bodies. When you're talking about the heart in the Hebrew and the Greek, it's talking about your sight of, of decision-making, your emotions, your intellect, your feelings. Uh, that's what we're talking about. We say the heart. And, 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 and uh, the devil is trying and battling for your heart, your mind. That's why right now, that's why you don't want everybody to know what you are thinking right now. Amen. You're trying to think right, but that's why, because the heart, <laughs> amen. the devil seeks to destroy our minds and our heart. See, the heart is where you make your decisions from, and the heart is where you get your intellect and your emotions from, and your heart is what the devil is trying to get. That's why you got to be careful what music you listen to. Because it impacts your decision, your heart. You got to be careful where you go, what you see. 
because it impacts your heart, your thinking. Got to be careful what you feel <laughs> because it impacts your thinking. Uh, 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 you got to be careful what you drink. Yesterday morning, we got through with that uh, uh, chat and chew at Golden Corral. One of the members told me they had to go get them something to drink. I said, all this orange juice around here and water, what? What? I'm playing dumb. What are you talking about? All this free soda? You know, are you talking about go get something to drink? That's a hard thing. See, <laughs> see, the devil is battling for your heart, your mind. See, uh, uh, Solomon said, Proverbs 23 and 7, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Because everything starts with a thought. You let me see what you're watching, I'll tell you what your behavior going to be. You let me see what you're reading, I'll tell you your behavior. You let me see who you're hanging out with, and I will tell you how far you will go in life because everything comes out of our hearts. Everything comes out of our heart. Uh, uh, and that's why you have to be so careful. Uh, watch out. Uh, this is why a lot of people have a problem with my preaching and teaching about marriage and family. Because they don't have a right heart. A lot of women complain when I said four things your husband needs. Not your boyfriend. You're not married. Don't de he don't deserve this. But your husband. This is for husband. Four things your husband needs. Your husband needs food. He needs sex. He needs respect. And he needs silence. Husband needs. And some, because some women's hearts now, right, they get all uptight with that. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You, talking about? you know, yeah, your heart. got to have your heart right. Your husband needs. That's what your husband needs. Food. He needs sex. He needs he need respect. And then sometimes he needs you just shut up. He needs silence. That's hard. Be quiet. Now you're totally. Yeah. And, and, and that's, why, that's why last Sunday, I didn't get a whole lot of amen last Sunday. Last Sunday, I didn't get a whole lot of high fives after church. I didn't have too many come down last Sunday because I talked about to men what your wife needs. And that's why I got, I told you last Sunday, what your wife, your, your wife needs you to love her, what, physically? You know, you need to hug her, you need to hug her and treat her not, or hug and put, your, your wife needs you to love her, what, verbally? You need to tell her you love her. Stop trying to be so stoic. I'm glad I'm, I'm trying to be so tough. You need to open your big mouth and tell that woman that you love her and she's beautiful. Because if you don't tell her, let me tell you what, somebody else will. Don't ever think you're the only tool in the shed. Now, you better tell her because somebody may be looking at her right now and say, listen, if he don't tell her, I'll tell her. Mm -hmm, yeah, listen. So you need to open your big mouth and tell her she's beautiful, that you marry her all over again and how wonderful she is and she's still a brick high. Yeah, you better tell her. So you got to love her uh, physically. You got to love her verbally. You got to love her financially. Give her some money. Amen. Stop being so cheap with your wife. Amen. See, men who've been, you got a heart, you know, and you got to love her, give her some money. She, need, she needs money. Women spell security, M-O-N-E-Y. How much money you give her, she still needs some more money. You ask her today, what do you need? She going to tell you, I need some money. Because she know what you need, you need some honey. Hey, 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 ho. See? And, and, then, and, then, and then I told you to love her honorably. Amen. That, and people don't have the right heart. They get all uptight. But if your heart is right, 
A man honors a woman when he marries her. That's why I'm thinking about next year. I'm thinking about a new policy. If you come to me living together, if, you be, if you're not finna get married, don't come see me until you're ready to get married. Because that way a man honors a, a woman by giving her his name. Amen. See, that's honor. Amen. Amen. All this old praying. That's all. But see, if your heart is not right, you can't do it. See, some of y'all already mad. Some of y'all already mad, you know. All right, you know. And that's what preaching about, because in this text here, I just got a couple of things. Yeah, because, see, if your heart ain't right, see, first of all, it is personal. See, see, salvation is personal. See, God don't have no grandchildren. And I know, I knew my mother was saved. She done crossed the bridge of no return. I knew missionary Leo McClendon was saved and for the Holy Ghost. But I couldn't get to heaven off her. I had to meet him for myself. And what's wrong with a lot of people? They have no, they have, they think because mom and daddy were in the church, they are saved. No, you got to ask him yourself. See, the psalmist says here twice, he repeats it. My heart is fixed. My heart is fixed. It's pre- well, Reverend, how can I get my heart fixed? Because see, that's why you ain't got to tell people our K2 ministry, evangelism. You ain't got to tell a sinner he's a sinner. They already know they sinners. When I was in the streets, I didn't need nobody come tell me, uh, Billy, <laughs> you going to hell. I knew I was going to hell because I was doing some hellish things at some hellish places with some hellish folk. <laughs> if you got to wait till the midnight hour before you go out, you know. <laughs> okay, all right. Let me. <laughs> if you can't tell everybody what you're doing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Amen. If you mad when it come to church and mad, and I told y'all this Sunday, that's why before I got saved, I love going to a little bit of dead, dry churches. Because I didn't want to hear. Because the preaching of the word, the Holy Ghost, convicted my heart. So I want to go a little bit dead, dry church. And nobody say amen. Everybody like they mad. But if I went to a church where the choir sung and the preachers prayed and the word was preached, the spirit started moving, see. And, and, and you don't need to tell a sinner person day long. You ain't got to tell that dude smoking dope. Man, you on your way there. He knows it. <laughs> you ain't got to tell this woman hanging on a pole, liquory. You ain't got to try to make it rain for her. She knows she's messed up. That's why she's swinging on a pole. But people need to know, how can I be saved? Well, it's personal. As we study right now in religion, the Christian faith is the only evangelical faith like that that you can know about your salvation. Most religion teachers, all of them teachers, you don't know. You don't know until you're really, until you're, until you're good outweigh your bad. But as a believer, you can know that you're saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Say, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. See, you got to believe in your heart and confess with you. That's how you can be saved. Listen, uh, 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 Galatians 2.20, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ living in the life, Christ living me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 2 Corinthians 5.17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
old things are passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. You can know you saved. All you got to do to be saved, Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. That's personal, man. I know I'm saved. The second Sunday in August 1972, about 3 o'clock p.m., at the old Parkview Baptist Church on, on Washington Street in Longview, Texas, I asked the Lord, I told my pastor, the late Reverend R.R. Ray, I want to be saved, and God had called me to preach. I don't need to ask nobody. You know, I don't need nobody to confirm my faith because it's personal, see. Amen. It, I, somebody, I said it's personal, see. You can't tell whether not folk are saved by whether they say amen or not because I grew up with a lot of Negroes shout out over church and then curse you out for you. All right, amen. Have a pack, have some whiskey in their pocket. You know, man, please. You can't tell. See, you, it's personal. Just like you don't know what I have on under my cossack. I could have on a Superman t-shirt. You know, well, bless his name. I don't know what you have on. <laughs> Somebody say it's personal. See, I don't know what's in your pocketbook. Why? It's what? I don't know what you have on. You may not have on but one sock. I don't know. I can't see. Because what? It is same thing with salvation. See, but when you come to Christ, whatever you've done, whatever I have on under my cossack, it is now covered. Well, bless his name. Amen. All of my imperfections, even you can't see these shotguns. Okay, no, amen, well, bless his name. You can't see these guns. All right, no. everything is, <laughs> amen. You, you, I could have tattoos all down my, I could have tattoos all on my, all over my body. All, but you can't see it. Why? Because now it is covered by this cossack. Well, same thing when you come to Christ. You low down, good for nothing, backbiting rascal. Whatever you did when you came to Christ, the blood of Jesus covers all of your sin. Well, bless his name. Some of y'all ain't shouted yet because y'all still think y'all been good all your life. Well, let me go here. Let me go read 1 Corinthians chapter 6. See, amen. 1 Corinthians, see, some of you got some folk, they think they've been good all their life. I've never done anything, Reverend. I've always uh, crossed the street, right? I bought girl scout cookies, and I've been good. Watch this right here. See, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 through 11. If you see yourself anywhere there, <laughs> look, look what Paul said. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. See, don't be, he said in other words, uh, he said, be not deceived, don't be tricked, because the devil's a trickster. Don't be bamboozled. <laughs> don't be hookwinked and thinking you're going to heaven any kind of way. Let's get, let's get it straight. See? That one thing Trump is telling everybody, let's get it straight. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do what I do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm going to tweet what I want to tweet. Now, y'all, and I'm going to fire whoever I want to fire. Nutcase. Okay, okay. That's what he said about coming. He said, listen, okay, Trump, yes, Trump. I'm going to do it. See, so don't be tricked now because he, don't be, and whether you like Trump or not, he's still going to do his thing. And God knows whatever that may be. We just, we just praying for him. Amen. We might be in a war this evening. He might go to tell him over there in Saudi, listen, the Muslims are all evil. Okay, 
Listen, believe me, don't be deceived. Somebody said, don't be deceived. Tell your name. Because some of y'all being deceived. Some of y'all think, you know, that you got some kind of special deal with Jesus. And you can live any kind of way. It really doesn't matter. No, don't, don't be deceived. Look what Paul said. Paul won't be very explicit here. Why he, said. he said, be not deceived. Why not? He said, uh, neither fornicators. Well, that get most of them right there. Bless his name. Aren't you glad you're saved? Aren't you glad? See, you got up on the screen for me. All right, keep it. Neither fornicators. You know what that is, don't you? That's doing the nasty with someone other than your mate. That's the nasty. Not neither fornicators. He might. What? Neither uh, 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 idolaters. That's, that's idol worshipers. This morning, uh, Sister Carter, who worked with me, with our high school and college students uh, dealing with idolatry. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. See, we, 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 we are no longer bowing down to idols, but we got a bunch of idols. See, that's why some of you can't give your tithes. Your money is your God. Need to take that lie off that dollar in God we trust. No, you trust that dollar. See, that's your idol. Your family, your career is your idol. He don't have neither idol. What is that? Neither adulterer. See, he going twice. That's those of us who are married, but sneaking around with somebody else, doing the nasty with someone other than our mates. That's adultery. And much of what you see on TV is what adultery. Uh, I mess around that day working out, and I was watching MTV, and they showed this good-looking black sister coming up out of the water singing a song. And it wasn't a Christian song because she didn't have no half clothes on. I, I almost, oh yeah, I looked at well, That show take your mind somewhere. See, he said, I want you. And then they saw another brother standing there looking like, come on, come on, come on. All that kind of stuff. That's, <laughs> see, that's adultery. Amen. That, don't be, nor effeminate. That's men trying to act like women. See, be effeminate, you know. <laughs> Amen. Trying, what would that do? I can't call no names. I've been not calling. I don't know his name, but y'all know his name on TV. Um, he's feminine. And then abusers of themselves with mankind. That's homosexuality. See, it's homosexuality. And I tell homosexuals, don't get so uptight. Y'all number five on the list. You know, y'all not number one. Fornicator's number one. Okay. I mean, okay. Then what? Because he, he, Paul ain't leaving out nobody. He said, look also, not only, he said, nor, nor, what? Nor thieves. That's people who stealing, because some of y'all know, amen, had an amen. Anytime you buying clothes from somebody out of their trunk, <laughs> I mean, one time, let me see what, you know, these guys, you need, you need, you know, anytime, uh, you know, you know, anytime people bring it by your house, and it's not Amazon, Amazon, but that, no, yes. Now thieves, look at that. Look at that. He, he got a list. Now covetous, that's being jealous. See, that's being jealous of somebody else. That's what's wrong. Our, and one thing probably in the black community, we've been taught to be jealous of each other. You ain't got to covet nobody. What God has for me, it's for me. I ain't got to be jealous of nobody. Amen. I celebrate you, whatever you have, because the same God who blessed you or blessed me. You ain't got to be covetous of nobody. That spirit of jealousy, covetousness. Amen. I got, amen. As a black man, I got to deal with it. Amen. 
If you're a black man, you got to deal with it from black men. Then from white men. A lot of folk don't want to see you with nothing. That's why you can't take everybody home with you. Amen. Bless that covetous spirit. Amen. What God has for you, don't worry about it. Don't be jealous. Amen. Don't you take people. Don't you take. Don't, hey, listen. Don't you. Everybody, everybody can't see you in your new car. Because my people can't handle. They ride in the bus. And here you are in that, in that Mercedes uh, Bach, whatever that thing is. Thing costs two, you know. Can't, everybody can't. You go into your house. You can't take everybody to your house. Your house, 3,000, 4,000 square feet. And then you got a swimming pool in the backyard. And then while they there, your maid shows up. Everybody can't handle that. Well, bless his name. I had some preachers before I came. When I came here, just because I started passing St. James, didn't speak to me. Now they sure don't speak to me in this big old building over here. Everybody, everybody can't celebrate. Watch that covetousness. Well, amen. I mean, watch that. Wait, man, watch that. Watch that. Covet. Then also what? Uh, uh, drunkards. You know what that is. We try to call them alcoholics. And we try to make it sound better. We now make it a disease. You can actually, according to these folk, you can catch it. <laughs> now, the Bible called them a drunk. Whether you drink one can of beer or a martini shaker not stirred, you are drunk. I know some of y'all got some beer in your refrigerator. Y'all go home, they pour it out, you're drunk. Amen. See, drunk. No reviler. Reviler those who speak bad language. Rappers. <laughs> Amen. Gangster. He, uh, uh, he didn't leave out nobody. Look what he said. Shall not inherit uh, uh, the kingdom of God. Why? But look at verse number 11. This is shouting verse. This is the word. What happened when it get personal. And such were, past tense, were what? Some of you. See, all of us are ex something, so don't try to look all sanctified and all that. Sanctified, saved, full of the Holy Ghost. All you all, all of us are ex something. All of us still got a tiger in our tank. That's why I got to be careful. I told you why I don't go to clan meetings because somebody called me a boy. I don't go to these little girly places. Somebody shaking their breasts in my face. I'm not going to be thinking about amazing grace. So I don't go. And I'm saved. Hey, sanctified. But I'm still living in the flesh. So he, he, that's what we said. And, and such were, some of you, such were, somebody say were, were, past tense, were. See, past tense, were. See, some of you, some of were, we all there. That's why, that why you be careful. You can't tell everybody your testimony, what you used to do. My God. That was some rascals, man. Well, uh, hey, man, you'd be shocked. That's why you don't tell everybody. You can't take everybody home with you, and you can't tell everybody what you used to do. Well, bless his name. You're looking all right today, but don't tell everybody what you used to do. Amen. They can't handle it. You did what? Listen. Amen. I, my, my, my oldest daughter was at church one Sunday night and heard my testimony. She looked at me and said, Dad, I said, listen, girl, that was 40 some years ago. Because people still looking at you in the present from your past. You can't tell everybody, you home wrecker, how some of y'all used to wreck homes. Used to look for married men. 
You home wrecker? Okay, no. Can't tell nobody that. All right, well, bless. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. Amen. That was, that's his good news. Such were, somebody say were, so were, some of you, what? But, but, but you're what? You're washed? God Almighty. You are what? Sanctified? Thank you, Jesus. You are justified. The doctrine of justification is just like it never happened. You Lord, and I did. See, unlike OJ, I did it. <laughs> All right, bless his name. But you know what? Sanctified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. That's, it's personal. You can be saved if you want to be saved. Amen. It's personal. You got. He said, "My heart is fixed. My heart." And then it's powerful. Let me just say this now. Wait a minute, this man. Let me tell you what. See, these folk running around here playing like they can't be. No, you don't want to be. That's your problem. You don't want to change. You don't want to. That's your problem. You don't want to change. Amen. The person who hurt, hurt you been dead 30 years. You still hold on to it. You don't want to change. A lot of black folk don't want to change. They still want to hate white folk. A lot of white folk still want to hate black folk, call themselves Christians. Stop telling that lie. You, know, you can change. It's personal. You got to want to. You, you got to want to. That's why Jesus asked that lame man, will thou be made whole? Do you want to get up? <laughs> Stop playing all these old lame excuses, laying on your dead grandparents and all that stuff. It, it's personal and then it is powerful. Look what he said. Look at the results of a fixed heart. Look what he said he's going to start doing. You got your Bibles, you know. He said, I'm going to keep on drinking and carousing and doing what I used to do. Not so. Look at the results of a personal thing. He said, I will sing and give praise. See, when you get changed, when you get changed, everything changes. Your music changes. Your acquaintances changes. <laughs> Who you hang out with changes. Because you are now changed. That's why you always tell sinners, you always tell Christians who try to club. Because they still club like they're in the church. You watch them. If they get ready to go out the door, they'll hold one finger. You can tell them, oh, Lord. There wasn't a member of St. James. You always tell <laughs> The club last night, so I don't even get that one. <laughs> And, and you can tell a club, tell Christians trying to club because they don't dance like the rest of the crowd. You know, they, you know, they. And then, and then yeah, they still, because they can't, they really, it's, it's the wrong music. They really can't, you may break a hip a little bit, hip, uh, like that, but you really can't, you really can't get funky with it like the, like the world. You can't, because you, you got, you, you'll change the music, see. Amen. You, you, don't, you don't change. You, you, the, the music don't sound the same. Then also you can tell when a Christian is trying to live in the, like the world because Christians are constantly looking over their shoulders. See, they're trying to see. see. You, go, you go by, you go stand in line where they sell in lottery tickets. You can always tell when a preacher come in or a deacon come in or a missionary sister come in buying a lottery ticket or whatever. It comes to look over their shoulders. They look. <laughs> Give me two of them Texas two-steppers. When they, when they buy liquor, you can tell they always look at it. So, <laughs> give me the fear for that, Johnny Walker. Read. Because I mean, when you've been changed, see, everything changes. 
You don't have the same. The same thing that used to give you joy when, you, when your heart is fixed no longer give you the same joy. Mind, your heart have been changed. Got a new song, singing a new song now, and I'm giving praises to God. And that's one thing about sinners. A sinner would never praise God. Or they may go through the motion. They may try to clap their hands, but it's not a heart thing. It just gets you off my back thing. <laughs> just so y'all leave me to hell alone. I'm going to clap up. Really, I'm so sick of this. I'm ready to go right now. I'm tired. This Negro talking about Ben. But when you love him, you can praise him at home. You know, Big Mama said, I woke up this morning with my mind straight on Jesus. And then she said, I'm walking and I'm talking with my mind straight on Jesus. Things don't have to be right for you to praise. And that's why when Reverend Eichner got through praying this morning, that's why your, your deliverance is in your praise. You, 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 whatever you're going through, when you start praising God, your deliverance is in your mouth. It's in your praise. Instead of feeling sorry for yourself, instead of feeling like nobody loves you, instead of feeling like you're not going to ever make it, just start thanking the Lord for what he has done. That's why I thank God for the choir. They sung rejoice. You see, at midnight, Paul and Silas sung praises unto God. And then the earthquake came. <laughs> Some of y'all get that sometime next week. They was locked up in chain, backs bleeding in jail. But at midnight, they started singing and praising. And then the earthquake came. Oh, let me say it again. At midnight, <laughs> Paul and Silas locked up in jail, false accused, backs bleeding. But they, while they were still in the stocks, they start singing and blessing God. And then the earthquake came. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, you ought to learn how to praise him. If you've been saved every now and then, you may not shout every Sunday. Every now and then, you ought to say thank you. You may not dance like somebody else, but the devil is jealous of our praise. You can turn a flip for UT. You can turn a flip for Golden State or the Cleveland Cavaliers. But the devil don't want us to say nothing about Jesus because my heart is fixed. I got a new song and I got a new praise on my mind. And that's why God not going to take no sinners to heaven. Because if you went to heaven, you think people talking about church get too loud. You ain't heard nothing. You better not mess around, get saved, and go to heaven. You ain't heard nothing. When the saints go more, you talking about some noise. And when they crown him Lord of Lords, King of Kings, you talking about some noise over there. And that's all we're going to be doing throughout all eternity is praising God. My heart is fixed. Mind made up. That's why you stop cursing and drinking. Hard fixed. That's why you stop fighting. Hard fixed. Stop. Why you stop going to the clubs? 
heart got fixed. Why you stopped chasing? Because your heart got fixed. Why you stop fighting? You still fight? Hard fix. Don't want to fight no more. I'd rather praise him. That's why I got rid of Jane Brown. And boy, how I love Jane Brown. How I love the temptation and the supreme. How I love Marvin Gaye. But how, when I got saved, I got a new song. And I stopped going to the clubs. Oh, how I love going to the clubs. Doing the, the beat and doing the funky chicken. Doing the wild thing. Doing all of the ungodly stuff. But when I got saved, all of that changed. I started staying home with my wife on Saturday night. I started staying home with my wife on Saturday night. I started staying home with my wife on Saturday night because I got saved. My heart got fixed. And, and Jesus is the only one still in the heart fixing business. He can fix your heart if you come to him and say, Lord, my heart is messed up. I need you. Fix me. I need a heart transplant. And he will do it. He will do it. I don't know. I know some of y'all get to church. Y'all don't say nothing. You go to other church, you say amen. But over here, y'all get quiet. But he will do it. <laughs> and listen, if your heart is right, every now and then, you can tell somebody, listen, I know what you need. You don't need another drink. You don't need another woman. You don't need another wife. All you need, you don't need to change churches. All you need is your heart fixed. And when heart, God fixes your heart, Big Mama didn't understand soteriology, but she said like this, I looked at my hands, and my hands looked new. Looked at my feet. They did to start to walk, and I had a, New one. What happened to you? Heart got fixed. Fixed heart. And he want to do that for you today. And then he wants you to go tell others about your fixed heart. Who are you going to tell them about? Tell them about Jesus.